Hi, my name is Joe Page, and welcome to another edition of What's the Story here on The People Chronicles. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on YouTube so you don't miss any of the community stories here on The People Chronicles. I wanted to know what's the story with hiking, and there's only one person to ask. <laughs> Cindy Ross. How you doing, Cindy? Good. Great. Thank you. You hiked way, way back when. But before we even get to that, Cindy, if you don't know her, an author, an adventurer, a speaker, a lecturer. I'm an artist, too. An artist. <laughs> uh, it's like the personification of adventure, really. But before you could... I have a hard time staying home. You, too. She's a runaway. The consummate runaway. <laughs> but before you could write any books or speak or lecture, you had to... Do. So how did this start for you? Well, I was in art school in Philadelphia, and uh, when I was 15, I had a boyfriend who was local. We didn't have any money, so we used to go for hikes, even at night. And the Blue Mountain Eagle Hiking Club that I've been a oh. member with since I was 15, so that's 45 years, used to meet down at Court Street and just give him like $1.25 to go for a hike and not need to drive. So those guys taught me everything I knew about hiking. So on one of those hikes, I saw a through hiker who is, was hiking all the way through from Georgia to Maine. And that's what, when it lit a fire in me that I wanted to hike the whole Appalachian Trail someday, which is what I did when I was 24 and 25. And that was the birth of your first book, right? Right. I was, an, one, I was right? just an artist then because I was in art school. And, and so I kept a journal and it was all illustrated. And someone told me I should write a book. But of course, I didn't know anything about writing books. I only had one C in college in writing. So I didn't consider myself a good writer. But What were the A's and B's in? Art. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> just curious. I was a good artist. I was hoping well, you weren't going to say math somehow. No, 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 no. So I wrote and illustrated my first book. It has 125 drawings in it, and it's been in print for 34 years. And then just went on to hike. Actually, when I, I, I kind of come in the back door, the, the abnormal way to become a writer. I had three published books before I ever wrote a magazine article. So I had something to share. Um, there weren't that many women hiking back then. Um, in fact, I was 24, and they used to tease us and ask if we had our Geritol with us. Kids nowadays don't even know what Geritol is. But it's like, I'm not that old. I'm 24. But there weren't that many women hiking. So it wasn't that hard for me to get a book published. And then I just went on from there and kept hiking and kept writing. This book that you published, was it the result of a journal that you kept perhaps along the way? I used that to help me, like... Um, consolidate what was the most important magical points. And then I drew from my, um, my, my photographs that I took. Okay. What was one most important magical point on that first through hike? Well, I had a partner from childhood that we decided to do this hike together. And okay. we broke up out there. And I am an extrovert. 99% of long-distance hikers are, in, are, are, are introverts, and they like to be alone, and I, I, that's not my favorite way to be. And so I found myself alone because we split up, and I hiked fast to try to get to some, somebody and ended up breaking my foot and had to come home to heal. So then I realized kind of who I was, that I didn't want to like go live at like Thoreau in a cabin by myself, mm -hmm. that I really needed people, and they helped me, you know, 
express who I was and everything like that. And so I learned then that, that that's the most important thing for me is to be with people while I'm out there in nature. And that helped me evolve as a communicator then too, realizing how important people are in my life. So it was profound self-discovery about who is That happens Cindy to Ross. everybody though, Joe. You can't, yeah. you can't hike 2,100 miles and be out there for five to six months and not think about everything on the planet and every relationship that you ever had, why it worked, why it didn't work, yeah. you know. And they say that you don't like solve all your personal problems, but you kind of, you come to an acceptance of who you are and that it's okay and you're okay. What was the worst part about it? I didn't like being alone, but that didn't last very long. Oh, okay. It only lasted like a week because I was smart enough to break my foot so I could come home and be with my family. Smart enough See? to break No, it's foot. true. You know, you, you, you do what you need to do to take care of yourself and... I hiked too fast and kept tripping and had a stress fracture, so I had to come home. But then you went back. Then and I, I healed the my hike. foot and then went back that year, but only got to Pennsylvania because I ran out of time. And then I went back the second year, the next year with a partner, which was made me very happy to have somebody with me. Okay, so still, it's a big jump. You're 24 years old. You go on this adventure. A lot of kids go on adventure, maybe not that extreme, but they go on one. Somehow or other, that shaped your entire life, though, because you've not stopped walking. Well, what happens is, is when you get up to this mountain on top of, in Maine, Mount Katahdin, that the trail ends on, and, mm-hmm. and for one time, first time you see physically this sign that says Georgia Springer Mountain, 2,150 miles, and it's like, oh, okay. So if I just did that, and I accomplished that, and it certainly wasn't easy. So is there anything that I can't do in my life if I work hard enough and I believe in it? And sure, it's going to be hard, but I can do it if I want to. So that happens to everybody up in Maine. And then... The page is turned, and you can't go back to who you were, and you can't go back to the same life, and so you just go down a couple. I mean, going down that five, those five million steps in, on the trail brings you to another juncture in your road that you don't go, you can't go back after that. Okay, so from that juncture, then you raised, you literally raised your kids on the trail. Right. So Todd and I, I met my husband. I used to pick up people. I used to work at the peanut bar and live at Hawk Mountain after I hiked the AT. And then I used to pick them up and bring them home and feed them because people did that to us when we were on the trail. It's called trail magic. And that's where I met my husband. I brought him home and fed him. We didn't get together then, but that's where I met him. <laughs> Sounds but interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> we, also, we also both hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, which goes from through California. Together Oregon. or you? Half of it. He okay. broke his foot out there. And then came home and met me at later, and then we hiked the second half together and then got married. So we you know, had this marriage of, of loving the simple life and all the gifts that the long-distance hiking lifestyle gives you. So we crafted this life where we went to log building school and built our own home and raised our own food. So we wanted, we wanted to continue this with our kids and, and didn't know how to do it. So we hiked 3,100 uh, 3, miles of the Continental Divide Trail with our babies. Bryce was one when we started. And every one summer year. we hiked 500 miles and, and they rode llamas. And that was the subject of my last book, Scraping, Scraping Heaven. Heaven. So we raised their, their formative years. They spent, they spent five years every summer on the, on the Continental Divide in the Rockies. And so they, they turned into these unique human beings that really have nothing to do with my husband and I's like level of intelligence, but it's where they grew up and, and had their, their very, very influential years of their childhood happened in the wilderness. And so they turned into these crazy, amazing adults, which... Uh, we just went on from there and decided to 
world school and home school and self school and whatever other kind of schooling you want to call it, where they were in charge of their learning and I was their facilitator. And they went on to college and and honors, and Sierra won a $130 grant, a National Science Foundation grant. So the kids pretty much went to school um, just on their own leadership and intelligence, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I just spent my money taking them around the world. My sister said to me one time... It's a good way to spend money. I took them to Morocco when they were 16 and 18 for a month, and my sister said to me, if that were me, I would be spending that money on their education. And I said, I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they have to figure out how to get the money to go to college. I'm going to take my spend my money and give them a life and a, and, and a rich childhood so that they develop into somebody that colleges will want to have attend. Mm-hmm. So that, and it worked. Yep. Yeah. So you were homeschooling before homeschooling was cool. Well, I was really? homeschooling when pretty much the only people that did it around here were for religious purposes, and that wasn't our, we wanted, we wanted freedom. And our, and our school district, Blue Mountain, up in Schuylkill County, was wonderful to us. Like, they didn't care if I took them, Sarah missed 70 days of school in her last year that she was in public school, and, and she was still top in her school district. So we, I was allowed to take them out whenever I wanted, Mm -hmm. but it was too difficult for them to go back and forth. See, we homeschooled till she was eight. We public schooled for seven years, and then the last six years, they taught themselves. So we, I have a whole variety of, of ways that they learned. What did you learn in the process? So this is their school. They've homeschooled. Um, what did you learn? Well, the subject of my next book uh, called Modeling a Life, and it's about how I alternatively raised and educated them, I realized that as a parent is the most important teacher for your child, regardless of where they go to school or how they school, and that we learned the whole, their whole entire 25 years that we were teaching them about the world and life. And it wasn't like a hardship. It was like this joy because but what were we, you learning? We, we learned everything okay. that they were learning plus more. Because, you know, you have your certain ideas that you're interested in. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, so you have a kid who's into, into geology. It's like, okay, we'll learn about digging for rocks. But you wouldn't do that as an adult because that's not what you like the best. But as an, when you think about as an educator for your kids... You you have to take their, your cues from them and what they're interested in. So this, all these new worlds open up for you, and you keep learning, too, about everything in life. What are they doing now? Do, do you suspect they will homeschool their children? Or they will travel with their children as well? Oh, yeah. Much like yeah, you yeah, did. yeah, yeah. There is, is his name Richard Louvre? Yeah, he's Last a friend child of mine. in the world. Right, right, right. You contribute to his work. So right, you know. and he's going to be writing the, the introduction to my book, Modeling Alive, too, when it comes out. So to others who might want to try this... Where would you start? What advice would you have to offer to anybody who's thinking, you know, I'm intrigued by this. The kids aren't outside enough. They're on the devices. What can you offer? Turn off your turn off your devices. Turn off the computer. Stop playing with your thumbs and go outdoors with them. And it doesn't matter what it is. It could be a half an hour walk. It could be in the evening at night when the stars are out and the moon's up and there's moonlight. There's just disconnect and go outside, and that's a good place to start. Do you find people have a hard time disconnecting? Sure. Look at the beauty of disconnecting. This is great. You are an inspiration, and I thank you for taking the time to share it with us on What's the Story. And the next book coming out is going to be? Modeling a Life. You have six of them. These are the three that are available. Well, they're all available used. Those are the the three available that are in print. Yes, and this one here is coming out with a new cover and a new soft cover edition this month. But you can already buy it. with your kids. Right. You can already buy that on Amazon. Check it out. Thanks, Cindy. Thank you. Cindy Ross. 
Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com. These community stories are made possible in part by BCTV, Susie Ray Design, Queen City Family Restaurant, Lamar Advertising, Heidelberg Family Restaurant, Reading Air, Lions and Hole, Peanut Bar, and Kutztown University.